Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and change makers. How much pain and suffering would we avoid in our work and creative lives if we intentionally skipped to the end? If we took our present striving and extrapolated it at some point in the future and examined how we felt, how we lived, and what we became? We aren't precogs in a science fiction film trying to prevent the future, but we are trying to find ways to be more proactive in creating a life worth living. That is why we should probably skip to the end more frequently, especially as we get older and see the end more clearly. Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 655. Of my wife's many traits and talents that I admire, the one that really gets me thinking is her ability to skip to the end of a book she's reading to see how it ends, mostly to determine if the payoff is satisfying enough to get through the whole thing. She does this when she's unsure of the book, if it's a slog or not interesting enough. More often than not, though, the result is that the book goes on the return pile, headed back to the library, and she picks up a new book. That got me thinking. What if we approached our creative pursuits, our jobs, even our lives this way? In many ways, we do this when consuming things. We listen at 2x and beyond. We watch shorter and shorter videos so that we can get more in. No time for a novel? Give me the abridged version or even the cliff notes. I mean, we're so busy hacking our way to consume more that we don't consider the end game. Why are we doing this? Who told us that this was how we learn? We don't get a trophy for fastest consumption of a four-hour podcast. I think it's because we simply stay focused on today and the short-term future. I'll be honest, it's really hard to think about the future. I've heard about coaching and therapy-based exercises that have you imagine your funeral, and they have you see who's there, who isn't, what's the general vibe in the room, what are people saying about yourself. And when you extrapolate your present self and your self-understanding into a future scenario like this, it's meant to shock you or comfort you into changing or continuing who you are. This is definitely one example of skip to the end, the very end, if you will. And it's extremely hard, especially if you are younger. Because the distance between where you're at today and your death is a long time. But the question is this, what if we did this with our work? Here's an example of building a career, ignoring the future. It's partly my story, but I think it's many of our stories. When we're fresh in our careers, we have the creative libido of a 20-year-old. We don't know how to satisfy it, so we do everything. Every type of project, anywhere possible. It's fun. And it's always going to be fun. Then one day, the struggle bus shows up. Maybe we just can't get into a particular project. Are you okay? Asks the client. Yeah, I just need a minute. We push through the project and vow to never let that happen again. We start making decisions at the whims of others, the universe, and whatever hot influencer is telling us how to keep it up for our work, our clients, our followers. 
We push beyond what we think we can handle. We get stronger and weaker at the same time. We double down on our careers. We work later, develop unhealthy relationships with coffee, booze, and coworkers. We're making other people happy, but deep down inside, we're dying. And in our creative, melodramatic nature, we declare to the world that this is killing us. We vow to stop. We go on vacation, take a sabbatical, sign up for coaching courses, therapy, book clubs, and conferences, all in the service of a creative libido that we're trying to keep from ever changing, when it is meant to shift and change throughout our entire lives. I mean, there's a reason industry preys on the energy of the youth because they have it in abundance and they will work for energy drinks and exposure and low pay. The promise of the future is everything when you're young, but when you're in the middle to the end of your career, the promise looks much different and it's finite. All right, back to the story. At some point, we decide to take fate into our hands and leave the grind, stop working for the man and launch our own business. We think it's going to resolve that aching search for purpose and meaning and make the frustration go away. And it does for a while. But maybe it only takes a year or five or 15. But the feelings that you never resolved compounded and they catch up with you. So what do you do? You dip your toes back into the corporate world? Or maybe you do what I do and head to the border and work at Taco Bell or a place like it. No shame though, you'll learn a lot about yourself working retail and you'll learn a lot about people. So you go back and forth, work for yourself, corporate world, work for yourself, constantly searching for what will make you happy and fulfilled like you were in the beginning. This trajectory is downright exhausting and full of burdens for yourself, for your family, for your friends, everyone around you. And at some point you decide to imagine the end result of this pursuit. You don't like what you see. So that's when true change starts to happen. Why do we wait so long to skip to the end? Why do we sit in the pain of not loving where we're at? I think it's because we think this is what we're supposed to do. We take on this narrative of the creative, the story of the artist, struggle, addiction, redemption, success. And if that's what you want it to be, that's what it's going to be. But it doesn't have to be that way. Because the blueprint of a creative career is 100% personally defined by you. And yes, you can look to the abundance of examples all around the world, and you should. But everything you take in about business and creativity and careers and your life need to be shaped and molded by everything that defines who you are and who you're to become. And this includes the life you've lived and the desired end goal of your life. So with all of this in mind, I want you to partake in a creative exercise. We'll call it the skip to the end exercise. You can do this once, you can do it weekly, you can do it monthly, quarterly, yearly, whatever it is, use it to shape your life today into what you want it to become. First, Pick a time period in the future, 
That could be one year, five years, 20 years, whatever it is, but have it be some distance from where you're at today. Second, ask yourself this question. As you look into the future, what does a typical day look like in this imagined future? Think about the house that you're living in. What time do you get up? Think about the rhythm and flow of the day. Are you stagnant most of the days? Are you reading? Are you writing? Are you out and about? What are you doing? The third question then, as you think about the day and how it looks, what work are you doing in this imagined future? And as you think about the work you're doing, the fourth question is, how does your work fit into your life? When we're younger, our life is defined by our work. Everything revolves around work. The work is the sun to the universe of our lives. Has that shifted in this imagined future? The fifth thing to do in the skip to the end exercise is this. Don't worry about things like money, accolades, awards, success, results. Instead, focus on the feelings. How do you feel in this imagined life? How do your feelings ripple through your soul and your physical being? Does it feel good? Does it feel horrible? Imagine this. Now the sixth thing, bring those feelings back into the present day and analyze them. And if they're truly what you desire, if you really want to feel that way in some imagined future reality, then find a way to bring them into your day today, tomorrow, next week. Because here's the thing that Skip to the End can teach us. You can control your feelings more than anything else in this world. So why not start today? Well, before we wrap up this episode of Getting Work to Work, I'm going to continue sharing about the Getting Work to Work series that I'm working on. For over six and a half years, Getting Work to Work has existed only as a podcast, but I've learned that some stories need to be seen and heard. So starting next month, I'm launching a new documentary series featuring creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and changemakers. If you want to learn more about it, you can head to gwtw.co and find the link to the series there, or you can sign up for the Getting Work to Work newsletter and follow the journey each week leading up to the launch. Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.